welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks to all who have left reviews for this podcast. I so appreciate it. Today's review comes from Perfect Saturday. Stacy shares deeply personal insights and experiences in relatively short 20 minutes or so episodes, which are perfect for commuting, walking, or just taking a short break. Stacy is inspiring and accomplished, but more importantly, she is sincere and deeply committed to the truth she teaches. You will feel the power of her personal convictions as you listen. Highly recommend. Thank you, Perfect Saturday, for taking the time. I appreciate that. I do try to keep them short and sweet, and I definitely am um, deeply committed to the truths I teach. That is why I started the podcast. If you're listening and would be willing to take just a moment to share a review, I would so appreciate it. That is how others find this podcast. Thank you so much. This is episode six. Your heart is the key. Our hearts are beautiful and tender things. Scriptures tell us that our heart is central. In Proverbs, it says that above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Above all else. Why? Well, God knows that our heart is the core of who we are. It is a source of all of our passion, courage, creativity, and convictions. It says it is the wellspring of life. Well, what is the wellspring of life? Wellspring means a continuous, inexhaustible stream or source. No wonder God says to guard our heart above all else. It is the source of our life and living, the center of our being. In Genesis, it states that God created man in his own image, male and female. In one of my favorite books, Captivating, by John and Stacey Eldridge, they talk about the feminine heart and how it is key. They say, your feminine heart has been created with the greatest of all possible dignities, a reflection of God's own heart. And so the journey to discover what God meant when he created women in his image, that journey begins with your heart, the very essence of our existence and center of our being. The desire that God placed into our hearts are clues as to what we are really meant to do and what role we're meant to play. Often our desires may become a source of pain or even shame. We may be embarrassed by them, but we don't need to be. The desires of our heart bear a great glory, the image of God. We long for certain things because he does. So it makes sense to guard our hearts above all else, for they are the wellspring, wellspring of life. A friend of mine has said, we were born into this world with a soft heart, and our goal is to leave this world with a soft heart. But our hearts are beautiful and tender things. And that's also where our emotions are stored. They're meant to be soft and open, but life brings all sorts of experiences, right? Broken hearts, shattered dreams, pain and anguish. We're humans. But we tend to bandage up our hearts, disconnect our hearts, and create walls. We don't consciously do this, but we may have been hurt deeply and want to protect our hearts. So we put up those barriers. 
Each of us needs to do what it takes to peel back the layers of protection on our hearts so they can be more open, receptive, and soft. When we have an open and loving heart, we are able to connect deeply with others, which helps create meaningful and loving relationships. I have often prayed for an open, loving, contrite, and even a broken heart because I know what it feels like. It allows me to be more compassionate to others and feel the pain and joy that others are going through. I also know what it feels like to have a closed and hardened heart. And I don't like to live in that place. It takes daily forgiveness, repentance to live with an open heart. We're human and mortals and going to have challenging experiences. That is just part of life. Life is 50-50. We experience a wide degree of emotions, fear, frustration, anger, sadness, grief, jealousy, judgment, guilt, shame, and on and on. But we don't have to let those emotions move in and take up residency. But often we don't know what to do with our emotions because they are real and we feel them deeply. We often hold on to those emotions. There's nothing wrong with sitting with the feeling or emotion. In fact, it is needed and necessary to healing. But we don't want them to take root into our hearts and harden them. When we stuff our emotions deep within our hearts, they're still alive and festering. One of my favorite books on this subject is Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol Truman. The point is that if we don't properly release and heal our emotions, Eventually, they will manifest in our lives in one form or another. Often, it is the form of an illness or disease, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. We can come back to a place of peace, healing, forgiveness, joy, and even gratitude for our experiences once we know how to properly release and replace these negative emotions. It may take time, but it is important work. Our hearts are the wellspring of our life. And just know that our emotions are always caused by a thought that we have that creates that emotion. So learning to manage our minds is crucial in this process. And I'm going to be going more into that um, on the next episode. Whether we like it or not, we're going to go through difficult trials that will not be easy to handle. We will feel that gamut of emotions. And unless you know how to let them go or release them in a healthy way, you will probably stuff them and let them fester and smolder until they become unbearable. You actually may forget about them for years or even decades. But when something comes up in your life and triggers you, you know that there is something going on inside that needs healing. Your life will become unbearable and you will know that it's time to change. It's that time when we hit that wall that we know that when we are meant to move forward, we have to do the work. So let me give you an analogy that may shine some light on what I'm getting at. <clears throat> when I was 10 years old, I remember a Saturday morning cleaning the house with my mom. You see, I was the ninth of 10 children, and my mom ran a tight ship. I think there were 10 children in 15 years. So she had to maintain order to manage our family. Well, every Saturday morning, we would get up at the crack of dawn to scrub down and clean the house. It was quite the job. But she was creative and would always make some sort of fun game out of it. Well, this particular Saturday morning, I heard a voice coming from a loudspeaker of an individual in a Volkswagen bug driving up and down our street. The words he was saying were, get to high ground. The Teton Dam has broken. Get to high ground. Well, 
even as a young 10-year-old girl, I remember the fright and concern I felt as I considered the thought that we were going to be flooded. I felt scared. I remember going downstairs to our basement, saying a prayer, and asking for us to be safe. I asked my mom if we could leave, and she was really not quite so sure that it was going to be a big deal. She thought it might just be some water filling the gutters, so she wanted to be sure we got all the vacuuming done before we left. I was growing impatient, but we did finish the vacuuming. Just gotta love my mom and her need for cleanliness. Well, we did make it to high ground, and a few hours later, I remember standing at the top of a hill when we saw the wall of water making its way through our community. It did not look like water at all. It was thick and brown and muddy and swift. We lived in southeastern Idaho, and there was farmland all around us. So as the floodwaters made their way down to Rexburg, they picked up everything in its path. Cars, homes, off their foundation, lumber, cattle, etc. It was quite a sight. I remember standing there watching a home flow down the street. Our concern was whether or not our home would still be intact and on its foundation. Well, within a few days, the water subsided and we were able to drive to our home. That was a sight and smell I will never forget. There was mud and debris everywhere. In our front yard was an overturned car. We lived across the street from a golf course and there were at least a dozen homes that had landed on that golf course. Mud had filled up our basement and come up into our main floor as well. The cleanup task ahead was pretty daunting. There was much work that needed to be done to restore our home and community. Luckily, there were hundreds of busloads of people pouring in to begin help, uh, helping us with the cleanup. There was a lot of work to get rid of the mess before we could even consider beginning to rebuild our home and community. Well, after several months of hard labor from thousands of people, you wouldn't have even known we experienced a flood. It was cleaned up and had become an even more beautiful community than before. Everyone would agree that even though this experience was so difficult, in the long run, our community was transformed into something even better. Wow, we experience something similar in our own personal lives. Each of us goes through our own personal storms or perhaps even floods. Our lives may appear completely devastated or, or certainly look like a big mess that may seem too overwhelming to put back together. But before we can rebuild our lives, there is an important step that needs to take place. That is the cleanup and healing if we had tried to rebuild our home on top of all of the mud and debris, it wouldn't have worked. It would have become a bigger mess. When we don't take the time in our lives to clean up, heal, and clear out the negative emotions and experiences we go through, but simply try to rebuild our lives on top of the pain and heartache, we are setting ourselves up for failure. And we wonder why we are continually stuck. Well, when people have negative emotions and experiences in their lives, they usually deal with them in one of three ways and none of them healthy. Often they stuff their feelings and hope that not, by not dealing with them or paying attention to them, they can eventually make them go away. Well, what actually happens is when we suppress our feelings, they are still alive and begin to fester and cause all sorts of problems that we may 
um, not even realize that are related to these unresolved issues. Suppressed feelings can easily cause anxiety, depression, tension, and a host of stress-related problems. It's like trying to keep a big ball underwater. No matter how hard we push it down or try to keep it under, that ball will always pop up, right? Have you ever done that while you were swimming? The same is true with our unresolved feelings and emotions. They will keep showing up, letting us know they are still there and they need to be dealt with. The second way is to express the feeling or emotion. Often a person will lose their temper or blow up. This will relieve the pressure that has accumulated from the negative emotion. And it may even feel good to let it go, but it doesn't get rid of the feeling. Also, there are definitely negative consequences to the individual and to relationships when dealing with emotions like that. Another way is to deal with the negative emotion um, by simply avoiding it. People can use distraction or buffering to not deal with the issue. They may absorb themselves in work, television, watching Netflix, or turn to emotional eating, drinking, or other harmful behaviors. The most effective way to handle a negative emotion is by focusing on it, experiencing the emotion of it, sitting with it for a moment or a while. Then go about the work of releasing it and letting it go and then replacing it with a positive emotion. Anytime we clear or release negative emotions, we must be sure to fill ourselves up with the positive things we are, or we're leaving ourselves vulnerable for the negative to slip back in there. And remember, like I said, our emotions are always caused by a thought, but often those emotions are stored deep and we need to go through the work to release them. But it's critical that we change our thinking and, new, and form new beliefs in the process. Once we take an inventory of our lives and do the work for healing to take place, we need to release the negative emotions and experiences that will show up in our lives. As I mentioned earlier, we are human and living in a mortal experience. It is inevitable that things will pop up in our lives, but the key is to take the steps to release so we can keep an open, soft, and beautiful heart. This will enable us to have deep and rich, meaningful relationships. It allows us to connect deeply with other people. It just makes our lives more sunny and enjoyable. I have many tools to share on emotional release work, and I list out several in my book, Seven Steps to Vibrant Living. But today I'll share just a couple. First, there's nothing like moving your body to move out your emotions. Simply going outside and taking a brisk walk or run, deep breathing can really help and shift that state. Try turning on some music and doing some dancing. I've been actually doing a lot of dancing lately as my daughter is on a ballroom dance team and has a competition coming up. Well, on one of the numbers, their assignment was to get someone outside of their team to be their partner. So she asked me and I could not have been more thrilled. My passion is dancing and I had to give that, well, I put that on the shelf 35 years ago when I got married. So I've been enjoying dancing um, daily with her. Well, we've been doing the Charleston in my kitchen and practicing for the competition in two days. By the end, we are out of breath. We're laughing, but wanting more. Moving our body truly does shift that emotional state. When my daughter was five years old, 
she came to me crying and said, mom, I'm so sad and I don't even know why. And she said, do moms ever feel like crying for no reason? Okay, so I'm asking you moms out there or women out there, do you ever feel like crying for no reason? Reason? I think we'd all answer yes. We talked for a moment and I had her do some jumping and saying some happy words, starting moving her body up and down. Then I did some EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. It's tapping. I explained that in my book a bit, but we tap on the meridian points and it moves the energy. So after a few minutes of that, we were both giggling and laughing and then she was off running to play. Another method is to simply write. Write out your feelings and put them down on paper. Just write and write and write until those negative emotions are discharged. It is okay and even desirable to experience the charged emotion as you are writing because this allows you to discharge and release it. It doesn't matter what you write, but just the act of writing gets the emotion out of the body and onto paper. I like to use acronyms, so in my releasing, I think of the word phase. That stands for F, frustration, A, anger, D, disappointment, E, embarrassment, S, sadness. You really could use any other emotion. I just formulated that. I ask myself in the morning if I'm feeling any of those emotions, and if I am, I typically do some writing and do a thought download and do some releasing. Once you've written until you no longer feel the negative charge of the emotion, then simply crumple up the paper and throw it away or even burn it. I've done that before, but be sure you do it in a safe place, like a fireplace. As you do this step, say to yourself, I release all these negative emotions and I replace them with love, forgiveness, joy, and peace. Often I will say a prayer to accomplish, or excuse me, to accompany that release. It is important to replace with a positive. Otherwise, you've just opened up a space within you that may leave you vulnerable to having other negative experiences come in versus consciously choosing to fill it with the positive. So thank you for joining me today. I so appreciate it. If you'd like more tools that I share for emotional release, you can visit my website, stacyharmer.com and backslash book to download a free digital copy of my book, Seven Steps to Vibrant Living, where I share several more of these tools. Or you can purchase a hard copy on Amazon. I also do mindset and life coaching with a handful of individuals and in my coaching programs and courses. So if you are interested in working with a life coach, you can go to stacyharmer.com and send me a message in the contact section. And I'd be happy to set up a complimentary session. As always, I have an activity for you to work on this week. So this is what I just explained to you. Do daily as needed. I like to do it in the morning. Some people like to do it in the evening. But it's taking, your emo it's taking that emotional bath or shower, writing out on paper any negative emotions you're feeling. So just go through and identify any that you're feeling. Keep writing until you no longer feel the negative emotion. Okay, you can remember the word fades, like I said. Frustration, anger, disappointment, embarrassment, sadness. And if none of those trigger you, good for you. <laughs> But otherwise, start writing. You might be writing, I'm frustrated about, and then go on and on about um, what you're feeling. You go through a variety of negative emotions and write as you feel triggered by any of them. After you've written out your negative emotions, crumple it up and throw it away. 
I like to imagine in my mind um, actually giving that to my higher power, my Savior Jesus Christ, and asking Him to take the emotion from me. And then I replace that with the love and light and, and forgiveness and, and the positive emotion. To me, it's a tangible way to use the power of atonement in my life. The point is to get those emotions outside the body because feelings buried alive never die. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. I hope you have a beautiful week, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.